Hey, this is ENFP Dream Fan, and for this episode, I'm going to go over changes that I would like to see made to the WNBA. Uh, for these desired changes, uh, I'll be going over uh, an adjustment that I'd like to see made. Uh, some of them realistic, some of them uh, not much of a chance of taking place right now. Uh, this is more for uh, just me highlighting the issues and the, the changes that need to take place. Uh, the discrepancies there are uh, between uh, women's team sports leagues and uh, men's and specifically focusing uh, on the WNBA. Uh, these players should be paid enough to, to hone their craft entirely in the states if they choose. Uh, there should be an ability to keep more players on teams' rosters in case of injury and for development here uh, instead of having to go abroad. And there should be more teams in this league. Uh, a couple markets have already taken major steps to bring an expansion team to their city, and the talent pool keeps growing with the larger investment being made into women's basketball. And uh, lastly for this episode, uh, I will go over my decision to not do any content uh, on the Phoenix Mercury, and that includes... Uh, Dream Mercury games this season. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into this. So first, uh, WNBA players should and deserve uh, to be paid more. Uh, it's sadly a major issue with every women's team sports league in the U.S. right now, where not enough money is made by players who don't get the major sponsorship deals. Uh, the majority of players don't have the option to play entirely in the States without having to go overseas or engaging in another career on the side altogether. Um, how does this change? Um, through uh, like just going through the league, uh, the current CBA as I read it, um, and I'll post a link uh, in the episode description, uh, but states the soonest out clause uh, for this agreement would be for the 2026 season, and written notice would have to be given by November 1st, 2024. Uh, I sadly don't see any drastic changes taking place by normal means anytime soon. Um, I know ratifications can take place on agreements like this, but I, I've just seen no real momentum uh, other than talks of an influx of sponsorship opportunities for the players. Uh, the commissioner seems to be in no hurry to change this either, and uh, the question and answer session with her before uh, the WNBA draft was uh, really frustrating. Uh, like uh, I, I can't go into uh, full uh, emotions and details, but just part of it that I'll focus on and everything is uh, believing that even if the WNBA was more financially stable, uh, that players would still decide to go overseas, and that's just not true. And uh, NECA went on uh, Good Morning America, I believe, the the next day. And talked about how this wasn't true and everything. It, it, players want to be able to stay uh, in the States while they're playing and then also um, have time for rest and training uh, between seasons. You, you don't see NBA players being like, okay, the season's over. Time for me to, to go play in, in Europe and everything. They, they don't need to. And um, after a, a really intense season, uh, they, they want to get rest and train for the next one and work on skills that they want to improve on and everything. Just um, overall, the quality of the league would improve with players being able to, to get the rest that they need during the offseason and uh, being able to just focus on their craft and getting better and improving themselves. So um, I, I really hope uh, this is a change that the, the players get to experience uh, sooner uh, rather than later.
But uh, here's an idea, and uh, yes, I understand the probability of this happening is close to zero, uh, but the current WNBA salary cap right now uh, for uh, the whole entire team salary cap for each team is $1,379,200 uh, for a max of 12 players. Uh, in the NBA this season, there are 449 players that make more than that by themselves and their own individual salary, 123 players that make $10 million or more, and 55 that make $20 million or more. Uh, if NBA stars want to actually help WNBA players with things they actually need instead of uh, casually tweeting that players need to be able to leave a season earlier to make a pinch of salt fraction of what uh, they do playing in the NBA uh, or uh, just going over going to a game to, to watch someone or retweeting someone's highlight and, and saying that uh, the WNBA is important. That's not enough. If you genuinely believe that there should be changes in these leagues and you want to invest in these players, invest in these players. Put the money where your mouth is. Uh, even getting uh, like 12 players to agree to do uh, a million dollars, which for the, the highest paid players in the league, that's about 140. It's like 2% um, of these NBA salaries. So if we get 12 players to do this, like each one sponsoring a team, uh, that doubles these players' salaries. Each player in the WNBA would be making six figures, and uh, the highest-paid players will be making close to half a mil. It's still not where I want it, and it, it's not through the means that I would like it and everything like it, um, highlighting more the NBA player and everything. But I'd rather have this than uh, nothing at all. Like they can give it whatever the name they want, the WNBA advocacy group or whatever. Uh, but it would be uh, a good look for them from a PR standpoint. And then maybe there could be something like a, a charity uh, basketball tournament where like each of these sponsored players teams up with uh, one of the star players on uh, the, the WNBA team that they're sponsoring. Like, uh, for instance, like LeBron and Kennedy uh, or Trey and uh, Ryan, you know, just uh, something that would build excitement, get people seeing how good of athletes these players are for um, people who don't watch women's basketball and everything. So, um, yeah, something needs to change. Uh, I didn't go over like this league needing more of a, a footprint and everything, but that would go along with it, like just something to build excitement. Um, for these players and then going quickly back um, to the overseas thing uh, before I continue on to my next point like uh, a really good point I saw uh, in the WNBA community uh, was like the lack of opportunity these players have to uh, visit colleges or um, have uh, PR events and everything uh, or have like camps to um, talk to youth and everything about the WNBA and get excited. Like I saw it with a couple of players like Ari McDonald, for instance, uh, got to do a camp in Fresno and everything, but uh, that doesn't happen or it doesn't get the opportunity to happen probably um, if she had stayed playing in Hungary uh, like she did at the beginning of the season and everything, like at the beginning of the off season. So um, just having uh, these players uh, be able to play in the States just 
helps just the the whole league as a whole and the the future of the league and the the sooner we can get to that stability where um, they can do this the the better this is going to be for the players and the fans and uh, the future of the game. Um, but on to um, roster expansion ideas. Uh, and this goes hand in hand as well as keeping uh, more players here and developing in this league. Uh, but currently the max a team uh, can carry in the WNBA at once is 12 players. Uh, with at least a fourth of the teams uh, having 11 players on their team because of... Uh, cap issues and uh, wanting to sign a, a competitive team and everything. So just a, a very small number of talented athletes being able to, to play in this league right now. Uh, teams do have training camps where um, they can have up to 15 players at once. And uh, some of these teams can uh, have more than the 15 at once on their roster if uh, some of their starters are, for instance, still um, overseas and not able to attend camp right away. So just uh, more of a scope of players they look get to look at and everything. Uh, but the majority of these players uh, are cut before the season begins. And as previously mentioned, like uh, they would have to go overseas. Or um, Blake Dietrich, for instance, uh, did a completely different job uh, before she got signed by the Atlanta Dream and everything and then was able to uh, go back to solely focusing on basketball and everything. Like... Uh, it, it's not uh, an ideal life for these for the majority of these players right now. So um, I really, really like uh, the AU. That was such a, a fun event to watch uh, for a, a few weeks in Vegas. Uh, I wasn't there, but uh, just watching it on TV, um, just seeing players that didn't get a whole lot of minutes in the WNBA, and especially players that hadn't been able to be in the WNBA at all get showcased. Uh, I just see a really bright future with that, and uh, yeah, I can't wait for next winter to see what um, players join, especially uh, some of these players that don't make the cut this season, just being able to, to show off their skills and just show the absolute need and necessity uh, to, for there to be more opportunities uh, in this wonderful league. But here's like my small idea. I don't again know the technicalities of uh, how could this could be brought in to uh, make it a reality, but it's not a, a major change with uh, the amount of money I'm bringing up. Um, so here's my idea. Um, the WNBA installs a, a separate salary cap uh, for non-roster players, uh, where in which three players can remain on the team uh, for no more than 200000 combined between those three players. Um, with something like this in place, players who are invited to training camp, along with those who are drafted, including third-rounders, have a much higher chance of being able to stick with the team, even if they can't dress for games right away. Again, like, at most, like, you know, even the Atlanta Dream last season, for instance, they uh, were able to, to sign Crystal Bradford uh, from training camp and everything. Uh, the Minnesota Lynx brought on... Uh, Lake Clarendon uh, later on and everything in the season and everything uh, like it, it's not something like it, it's decisions that are made at the very end and oh yeah it, it's just really hard uh, the amount of players that don't get to make it that have the talent and everything um, and just more players not having to just leave those teams and cities and have to think about other options would just be the most ideal situation. So in here, uh, 
you get three additional players on each team. It doesn't count towards the salary cap, so you're getting 14 to 15 players per team uh, circulating in the WNBA. These players are still able to practice. If a, a team experiences injuries, there's a, a backup plan and everything where they can draw from this um, small pool of players and everything. Uh, so just right there makes a, a huge difference in uh, the amount of players in this league and everything compared to just 12. Uh, and you get situations like the, the Washington Mystics had where one game they just had seven players dressed to at, at least being able to, to draw from uh, talent that was in training camp and has been working since the beginning of the season uh, within that team system and everything. So, um, yeah, that would be a lot more preferable to uh, what we're experiencing now. And then eventually, obviously, um, I would like to expand this league to like 20 player rosters and we have something that's like a, a mini G League equivalent um, of the NBA where um, these other eight players get to uh, play in a little mini league of their own. Like at, at first I was thinking uh, splitting it into conferences and choosing like a, a neutral location that's um, close to uh, the other teams in the conference. So if they're needed, um, they're able to go back to their teams um, fairly quickly and everything uh, rather than just everybody uh, in both conferences being in the same location and everything. Uh, but yeah, that's the ultimate dream, like with just the amount of teams in the league right now, um, that would lead to like 280 players, uh, close to double uh, of what we have now and everything with like the 144 and again less. Uh, because of uh, multiple teams doing 11-player rosters and everything. Uh, but yeah, what I ultimately want is a, a realistic ladder to climb for uh, these players to, to reach their ultimate goal of, of playing in the WNBA, uh, to get more stories like Erica Wheeler uh, with the Dream, who uh, didn't get drafted, and uh, be able to still go um, for the Atlanta Dream and everything. I mean, sorry, to go for the the, the WNBA. and. Uh, yeah, do what they love and get paid for it uh, closer to the amount that they should be. Uh, on to my last thing that I'd like to see changed. And again, there's so much. Uh, I just want to go over some of the, the core issues specifically. Uh, again, just seeing more players in this league and people uh, getting the money that they deserve to uh, play in this league. Uh, but next, I want to move on to team expansion. Uh, where the WNBA hasn't added a team since 2009 when the Atlanta Dream became a franchise. 13 years and the league commissioner um, is still saying in various ways that she doesn't want to rush into this, um, which is ridiculous, um, especially when you have cities like Nashville and Oakland that have taken um, some major steps to show that they're ready to bring on a, a team to their city. and. Uh, they would be big markets. Um, I'm personally excited most for uh, Nashville. I know <laughs> looking at just the basketball community I'm a part of and everything, like uh, there's a lot of uh, fans in Tennessee, especially of like the, the Lady Vols, and uh, just uh, have a big passion and follow for women's basketball. And I think it's a market that would thrive uh, in Nashville. And the team, the NBA teams in Memphis, so it brings a professional basketball team to that city. Like, I just think it's an excellent fit. And I know there's a, 
a lot of passionate fans in Oakland too. Uh, and with adding one team from the, the Southeast and another team from uh, Northern California, you don't have to make uh, any major conference realignments. Just there would be uh, seven teams in each conference and maybe you even potentially do something like uh, the NBA is doing with the, the play-in format. Uh, where you get a one to three game series between the seven and ten and the eight and nine. Uh, so, uh, ten to fourteen teams get to experience postseason play, something like that. Um, but again, the ultimate goal of this would be, uh, that's more players. Like, that's eleven to twelve players on two more teams, uh, being able to, to make rosters and everything and contribute in this league. Uh, and then, yeah, if you go with, uh, what I want and everything, at least just going with like even the 15 players, it just, again, uh, allows so many, so much more talent to be involved in this league and to grow and, uh, for players to develop and everything. Like players that don't click right away, they don't have to go years without getting another opportunity and everything, like another true opportunity, uh, to play again, a game in the WNBA. Um, but yeah, uh, just for kicks, uh, with all three actions taking place at once, uh, players could commit to the WNBA for a longer period of time, getting paid with a, a season stretching um, from what I would hope would be like May 1st to November 1st, like before uh, the college basketball season would begin and uh, a little before the, the NBA season would begin. Uh, just something that's especially like... A couple months that's just especially belonging to the WNBA and especially when the the playoffs are going on uh, it's right at the the peak when women's basket women's college basketball is about to start like they just flow into each other this one ending on November 1st that I believe a lot of the uh, regular season games for college begin in mid-November so uh, just really having some flow in that and again just having some uh, months that just belong uh, to the WNBA. It's not sharing uh, time with the, the NBA playoffs or uh, like I understand people are into football and everything, but me personally, uh, I'm just a, a huge uh, women's hoops fan and this would just be amazing um, getting close to uh, year-round play uh, of this wonderful sport and everything. And again, like I would see something like 52 games and then uh, playoffs after that and everything so that's the ultimate that's like close to like a an ultimate dream obviously there's a a lot of uh, minor details I would I would want added and everything but this is just the general scope of if we made these three changes if the players were obviously getting paid more at least double than what they're making now uh, if there's larger rosters per team uh, and there's more teams in this league just starting with those three things alone uh, we're looking at a a much more stable league and a lot more opportunities uh, for the wonderful talent of, of players uh, that make up this uh, wonderful basketball community. Um, but yeah, um, on to uh, the last uh, announcement that I want to make um, for this episode. And uh, I took a lot of uh, time to think about this and um, yeah, uh, I have decided to not do any content involving uh, the Phoenix Mercury franchise. Um, I will talk about their players uh, from an individual stats perspective, uh, but to think about this team without BG uh, safely back at home uh, is too much for me personally. Um, 
I can't analyze them or come up with theories on uh, their cap space uh, without not feeling like a uh, like pain in my heart. Like uh, this is a one of my um, favorite players and personalities in the league who uh, tries to make a positive impact and uh, I think it succeeds and it just leaves uh, a major hole uh, in this league and. Um, Personally, I yeah, I I wouldn't be able to uh, enjoy watching uh, Mercury games this season until um, she's back home safe. Um, for clarification, um, I do respect all other uh, WNBA reporters and content creators for continuing to cover them, and they deserve to be covered, uh, even in this uh, really really um, sad and heartbreaking situation. Um, that they're one of the 12 teams in this league with players that I get a true joy out of, like uh, Brianna Turner, uh, Skylar Diggins-Smith, Diamond the Shields, Tina Charles, and Diana Taurasi. Like, uh, again, this is a personal decision, and uh, I once again hope this league can continue to grow uh, to where these wonderful people and athletes in the WNBA uh, can get their living by playing basketball here in the States and uh, making a, a difference in their communities here. Uh, year-round being able to to stay if they want if they still want to go overseas that's fine maybe there are a, a few players that would still want to and everything but I, I want there to be a realistic choice where um yeah the, the players can find on um, the stability they need uh in the league here uh being able to to play more games and have it uh, take up more months of the year and then allow for, again, a, a legitimate uh, resting and training period for them to improve their skills uh, and just uh, rest their bodies and everything. And ultimately, that just this just leads to uh, happier players and uh, an even stronger class of players with them just being able to um, thoroughly develop and play um, in the ideal way that it should be. Um, for professional athletes. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. And uh, the next thing I will be doing is uh, going over uh, how to uh, construct your uh, WNBA fantasy draft, uh, going over like just basic picks that you should make under the uh, new ESPN model, just going over the generic one first, like that shows on there and everything, and just um, players that I think will excel uh, in the scoring system that's um, the default one for these leagues and everything and what you'll probably run into most often. Uh, but yeah, thank you again so much for tuning in and I will talk to you later.